Joe presents Swanee's Cricket Show, together with Rubicon. Here we go. Welcome to Swanee's Cricket Show here on Joe Together with Rubicon. I'm Nick Bright and this is... He's not Graham Swan. What's going on? Yeah, sorry, mate. I mean, I got the call-up, late call-up for Swanee. I mean, he's sunning himself in the Caribbean. I I thought taking over from Andrew Strauss when I took his (laughs) shoes with with big shoes to fill. But I can tell you, I've not been this nervous for ages. It's Nick Compton, everyone. Come on, come on. Let's get in here, Nick. Let's do it. Oh, let's sit down in Swanee's Cricket Show studio with his name above the door and everything. He's not even here. Couldn't even be bothered to turn up. What an honour. The reason he's not here, we should say, actually, is um, he's in the West Indies at the moment, covering Mm. the West Indies-India test match out there. I've been uh, looking at his Twitter and his Instagram and all that, feeling (laughs) severely jealous. Um, We're going to hear from one of the heroes of Headingley on the show. We've got Sir Viv Richards as well, Sunil Gavaskar, Marcel Somerville, and we'll be trying to replicate one of Ben Stokes' best shots from the third test. So there is so much going on on the show. But let's start with you, Nick. How's your ashes been so far? Have you been enjoying it? Jeez, it's been up and down. I've got a few more grey hairs. I'll tell you, that last (laughs) match was just epic, wasn't it? I mean, it ebbed and flowed. I mean, Ben Stokes, what a hero. I mean, uh, knight him, knight him, knight him now. But Nick, remember, Test cricket's dead. Yeah, that's what they're all saying. Exactly. I mean, who would have thought they wanted a forward defence? After all these years of banging the drum about a big front dog. I mean, Swanee didn't have a big front dog, did he? So at least I'm bringing something to the party. You know what I mean? But I just think it's alive. It's back alive. I think the English cricket needed that. They need, they need heroes like Ben Stokes. For me as well now, we're perfectly poised at one all ahead of the fourth test. We almost lost it. That's the, the the thing is because obviously Australia yeah. could retain the Ashes if the scores were level yeah. because they already had them. Of course, it was so touch and go in that Test, and to come in on that fourth day and for Ben Stokes to do what he did was unbelievable. I, mean, I don't you, think I've ever seen anything no, like it. No, but when you look at Test matches now, I mean, how many Test matches go to the fourth day, even the fifth day? Yeah. You know, the fact that this went to the last day, the fact that there was a hero at the end of it, the fact that it ebbed and flowed, hey, absolutely everything. And I mean, that's what I think one day cricket has done for Test cricket. It's brought out players like Ben Stokes who can play innings like that. That would never have happened ten years ago. Well, you've played at the highest level, so how will that affect momentum going into the fourth Test? I think the week off, the, Australia have had a week off, I think that's probably going to play into their hands slightly. I think if the, the match had turned around very quickly, I mean, gee, who would have wanted to be an Australian? I mean, they must have had their heads up their, up their backside, you know, following that. I mean, they must have been really in the doldrums, you know. I mean, to lose a game, you know, the captain, I mean, what was he doing? You know, that going to DRS at that sort of time, I mean, what they could have done with an extra DRS decision, I mean, all the things that you pontificate, I mean, but the quicker you can get over it and move on. I still think it's going to be a great series. I do. I don't think England or Australia have a strong enough team where one's that dominant. And I think if we're honest, Australia have probably been the stronger team. So I think it's still kind of level. I think, you know, England will take this momentum into the series, but it's going to be a hell of a last few matches. Well, here's one for you. When when Nathan Lyons stumbled for that run out, which would have won them the ashes, would the Australia dressing room have been understanding when he went back to the dressing room, or do you think they'd have been upset? I mean, Nathan Lyon got a barrage on Twitter. I mean, Matt Pryor was literally having a go. I saw all the boys. I think there were quite a lot of English fans out there who were quite happy. I mean, Nathan Lyon, look, he is quite outspoken. But I think when you see something like happen, I mean, it's, it's hard to take. I actually felt sorry for him. Yeah. I mean, to drop the ball like that. And I think Michael Vaughan said, 
line. I think you just drop the ashes. And, you know, time will tell. We've got two matches left, but who'd want to be Nathan Lyon? I mean, he is a match winner. He's a great bowler, but uh, it was such an easy ball. Right here, bang. Swanee would have done that in his sleep. <laughs> Don't big him up too much. <laughs> uh, how do they pick him up from this thing? Time. Time lends itself to a bit of perspective, and there's still two matches left. And, you know, the Australian captain did say, look, we've played 70% of the cricket, which they actually have. Mm. You know, the, the team's still good. They're still doing well. They've got their big man, Steve Smith, who comes back from concussion. So, I mean, he's a major positive contributor to the series. I mean, he's a leading run scorer. He's their best player. He didn't even play in the last game. So, you know, you've got a man like that coming back in. He won't have any of the negativity from the last match. So, a lot will be on him. Can he get another big hundred? They've got this Manus Labuschagne, who I think's been brilliant. Yeah, you know, another really South good. African, another overseas import, but for Australia this time, not English. <laughs> um, so he's been a fantastic player, and of course, you know, their bowling attack. I mean, they might bring Stark back in. Yeah. You know, he hasn't played any Test matches yet, and he's a really dangerous customer. He looked really good in the uh, in the warm-up game against the Derbyshire, didn't he? Mate, he's rapid, ninety mile an hour left armer. You know, England don't cope very well with left arm seam. I mean, to have a guy like that up your sleeve to come in for the last test matches you know it's pretty ominous well let's focus on England's top order because there's been some changes recently we're going to see uh, Jason Roy drop down to four Joe Root's still going to come in at three and um, Denley is going to open how do you think that's going to affect things slash change things for England? Well, it's been a struggle. I think a lot of people were saying that should have been the order at the start of the Test Series. I think, you know, Joe Denley's opened the batting before. Jason Roy's never opened. So it's quite an English thing that we've taken Jason Roy from one-day cricket into mm. Test Match Arena. It's so different, guys. I mean, the red ball swings, it seems, it does a hell of a lot more. So I think it's been a huge task for Jason Roy, and he just doesn't quite look up to it at the moment. I mean, he is facing some serious quality, but I think it does make logical sense. I mean, Jason Roy if he is going to achieve, it's going to be against the older ball. And we've seen what he's done in one-day cricket. If that, some of that can come alive in the next two matches, I think we've got a real treat on our hands. Are we seeing uh, the old classic case of Joe Root getting the captaincy affecting his batting? Because he's batting at three. He does look tense. He does look tense. There's, a, there's that tension on him. I thought he played very well in the last Test match. And he was slightly out of character. Mm. You know, he came in at three. He had to rein himself in. And I think... That's what happens at number three. I'd like to see Joe Root bat at four. I think that's his natural position. I think that's where he's most comfortable. But, you know, I did say four or five years ago, don't give the captaincy to Joe Root. We need him to be our Steve Smith. We need him to go out there and score so many runs for England. And, you know, we haven't quite got that at the moment. I think it is tough. Um, he is trying to find his feet, but we don't need any more pressure on him yeah. at number three. What did you think when England were bowled out for 67 in that first innings? I thought, oh dear, here we go again. I mean, that's fourth, England's fourth total under 150 in the last couple of years. So it's not good going. It's not something that is sort of making us as a fan brimful of confidence, yeah. thinking, oh, we're going into this test match, we've got the top order. I think they're trying to find their feet. I think Australia are doing the same. And that's why it's quite even. But I think the sooner that the likes of Joe Root, Trevor Bayless can find a really settled top order, the better for England. Because we know we've got the powerhouse in the middle order. Why do you think we're seeing on so many innings across the Ashes mm. and beyond this collapse, you know, this domino effect, you know, players getting out cheaply? A lot of them are one-day players, so they don't have the techniques. Are they putting the work in, you know, at the top of the order? I mean, you, so much 2020 cricket, one-day cricket. So players are going out there and being ultra-positive. And they're realising that if you do that in test cricket, it ain't the same. You know, the ball does swing, it does move, the conditions are slightly different. You've got bowlers that are highly skilled, you know, they can Mm. execute their skills time and time again. So if you look at the techniques and the defences, they're non-existent. 
there must be a mental side of it, though, as well. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's practice, you know. Learning how to bat for a day and spend a whole day out there comes with time. If you're not doing it regularly, if you're not practising it regularly, don't think you can walk out there in front of sort of 70,000, 80,000 and think, hang on a minute, just because it's five-day test cricket, I can suddenly adapt my game. It's not that easy. You have to practise it. The likes of Trot, Cook, these masters of of batting for long periods of time, spend hours doing it, you know, yeah. and the likes of Jason Roy, he's been playing 2020 cricket around the world and one-day cricket. So to be able to take that into a test arena is definitely not easy. Well, we focused on the big story with the bat. Yeah. We should focus on the big story with the ball, which is Jimmy Anderson. James Anderson's not going to take any further part in, in this Ashes series. How much of a loss is that going to be for him? Well, England? he's a big mate of Swannies. I know how much they've played cricket together. I mean, Jimmy Anderson not playing in Ashes series, you know, it's a bit like not having uh, it's not having you in the studio for this for, the, for this uh, series, I I, mate. I, I, you know I, 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 I like what you're saying there, but I don't think I'm that pivotal to this. Eh? I mean, look, he's a massive loss. I mean, you know, his skill. I mean, if he could come in now, now for the last two test matches what a, a bolster that would be to the attack and to the team you know Chris Wokes probably would have missed out in some ways it allows Joe to, to have a bit of continuation to take the team that he's had in the last three test matches forward but I think losing Jimmy Anderson I mean mm. he is the archetypal English swing bowler these are his type of conditions and I think it's going to be tough for him to come back now you know these sort of you know, he's got a dodgy bloody calf, hasn't yeah. he? And I don't know how long that's going to linger around for. Especially as you get older. With all due respect to Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Is Ben Stokes the greatest English cricketer of a generation? Actually, don't answer that. Don't answer that yet. Uh, because Swanee's been asking some of his colleagues in the West Indies about who the best cricketer of the last two decades is. So here's Sunil Gavaskar, one of the greatest test batsmen of all time. Food for thought, but... Uh... Yes, my favourite cricketer in the whole wide world is Bram Swan. Yeah, Bram Swan. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I mean, I didn't expect to He was to loving that. it, really. Yeah. He was loving it, really. I wonder how much he paid him to say it <laughs> as well. Um, right, let's actually focus on Ben Stokes then. When he came to the crease... Did you give England much of a chance? Not really. Not when you saw some of the shots from the other tail ends. I mean, Jack Leach, I mean, he should have come in earlier. He should be opening the batting. I think he should be opening the batting for England. I mean, you've got 92 against Ireland. But no, Ben Stokes, I mean, what a hero. I think, I think while he was at the crease, you know, he's come on so far. And it sounds a bit condescending, really, because we know what a great player he is. But in terms of his test cricket, you know, he's got everything now from defence. He can bat long periods of time. He can soak and absorb pressure. I think before, we just saw a one-dimensional Ben, you came out there, would try and take on the bowlers, he'd have his day in the sun now he's the complete cricketer and I think mm. while he was out there and with an able partner like Leach and you know he had obviously um, you know Johnny Besto who did a, a sort of put on a great performance I think he, we realised we had a chance but I mean who would have thought he would have come alive like he did. The incredible thing for me is obviously one mistake and it's all over. Mm. Have you ever been in a similar situation or had a similar performance where you're so in the zone, you're so kind of tuned in that the cricket ball looks like a beach ball. It looks oh, massive. Mate, so it's coming many. I mean, I was, you know, I mean, when I played, it, the ball always seemed like, it seemed like a daily golf ball when I played, you know, <laughs> top of the order. Look, there are times where you're in the zone and you're just going. And I think what Ben needed is somebody to come in and say, hey, listen, buddy, 
I'm going to be here with you. You know, uh, I'm going to give everything I'm going to do. And, you know, and that's what you got with Leachy, and that's why I think he's such a cult hero now, isn't he? Because mm. he, he put his life on the line there. You know that unless they bowled an absolute beauty, he wasn't going to get out. And I think some of the other shots, you know, could some of the other players done that potentially? But Ben, I mean, like while he was there, while he's in that zone, I mean, in terms of players who can pull that off, I don't think there are many others. Are you a superstitious player or were a you a little bit? Player? Yeah, a little bit. You the, know. The reason I ask you that is because all the players in the dressing room <laughs> sat in the same seats. Uh, well, I, I think the best one of all was when Ben Stokes actually used Leach's box. Did you hear that? No. Like, yeah, he's got he got some runs with Leach's box in the last tour, and then he said, "Look, mate, I know this is a bit strange, but I'm gonna. Do you mind if I keep your box?" <laughs> So Leach what? had to go down to the store and buy himself a new box. And he was like, look, if Ben Stokes wants my box and it's working, you have it. I hope you washed it. Like yeah, that. I was about I mean, to yeah. say that. Is, that is, is, it, is it hygienic? Not sure about that. I mean, you know. At what point when you were watching that Ben Stokes, you know, masterclass, did you go, this is actually a possibility? I was actually in Scotland, of all places, huddled around a little computer trying to get some sort of dodgy Scottish Wi-Fi, which kept coming in. And I tell you, I was, I've never... I mean, once he started hitting those sixes and you just saw it sailing over the boundary, you sort of thought, I think the belief, you could just feel that belief of, like, this is going to happen. You know, he was mishitting balls that were going for six. And then you look at that review, and it was just fate. It was just meant to happen. He was out, though, wasn't he? He was probably out, yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff. I remember being, I'm not buying it, mate, saying, oh, yeah, clip my front pad on DRS, made a mistake there. I was like, no, I don't know, mate. I think you're plumb. Do you know what? I'm, I'm just going to say here here and now, I absolutely loved it that they wasted their review. I know. It was, I know. It was you great. Couldn't, you couldn't wish it on anyone better, <laughs> could you? The Aussies, come on. It was superb. Right, Jack Leach, let's talk about our Me unsung too. hero. Come on. Like, what a guy. Sorry, Here we go. No, sorry, sorry. Let me just... Uh... <laughs> what was that? I'm ready now. Yeah, I'm ready. You can talk to me now. I mean, who, who has the time to do that in a pressure situation like that? I was actually worried because I thought, Ben's on a roll here. Just let him go. Let him go. Don't stop it. But I mean, gee, I mean, what a man. To take time to actually wipe the smudge off your glasses. I mean, I would have, you know, I don't know what I would have done, but just got on with it. Do you know Leach at all? I know Leachy very well. I played with him at Somerset. And you know what? The reason why I'm so thrilled and why people are so thrilled is that boy has come from club cricket through university system to getting his opportunity at Somerset. And I remember him saying to me, you know, Nick, I've got this opportunity, this contract. I want to make every single, I want to push every single last opportunity out of this. And he has. And, you know, he's one of those boys done good. He's honest. He gives you 100%. And I think to see someone like that go from those moments where I was playing against him, he was playing club cricket, and then suddenly to be playing test cricket and doing that, I mean, it's just a great story. Do you think his glasses actually needed cleaning or was it all to get in the head of the, the bowlers? It, was, it might have been a bit of both. I mean, you know, to have the confidence. I mean, look, he hasn't played 25, 30 test matches or 50 test matches. You know, this is a guy that's early on in his career. He's a left-arm spinner who's come in from, you know, the legend and good friend that is Mo and Ali, who's gone out a bit of form. Mm. You know, to sort of stop the game, say, hang on a minute, I'm going to make sure I'm ready here. I think it's a great lesson for any young cricketer out there is that so often we get caught up with our anxiety yeah. and, you know, he's ready, the bowler's ready, OK, and then you play at someone else's pace. But you watch the top players in the world, whether it be golf, football, you know, they take a penalty. It's about settling yourself, making sure you're ready. And I thought that was a great example for yeah. everyone out there. Well, you're meant to be ready when the bowler's ready, aren't you? But Jack Leach was having none of that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> when my glasses are, are not steamed up. My sunglasses were steamed up in Scotland, you know, the weather was out. I mean, how he got out there and did it, I think it was just amazing. Unbelievable. Well, the abiding memory of his innings, apart from his single, was his almost a constant cleaning of his glasses, as we've just been discussing <laughs> here. So we asked Jack Leach, how do you actually clean your glasses properly? I think I got called 
Alan from accounts and I feel like I probably do it like Alan from yeah. accounts a little bit of breath like and then um, if no cloth then it's got to be the shirt hasn't it but um, yeah then just give it a little scrub I actually have an anti-fog cloth so obviously with sweating and stuff um, it can get steamed up so I try and do that every day to um, that's going to help it get less steamy although I haven't found a way of it not getting steamy yet I didn't want me to get out and then them zoom in in my glasses and there was like a drip coming down or whatever so yeah nice and simple bit of breath clean and then uh good to go jack leach what a man what a man come on we love Woo. him uh, you're watching and listening to swanny's cricket show here on joe together with rubicon uh, we're going to hear more from nick compton yes. shortly we're going to get marcel somerville from love yes, island marcel. on the show as well marcel. plus we're going to hear from sir viv richards oh. an absolute legend uh, but first uh, here's a little something from liquid football my relationship of what we can't really call it relationship with mario balotelli when i was there i just didn't like him very much at all um, thought his attitude stunk but man seeing he let him get away with it every time and that gave me the um, people thought it was funny some players and thought it was funny but I just didn't like it he'd turn up late for training he wouldn't like rush in and rush he'd just bowl over on his phone still like sorry I'm late and then walk in get changed stroll out when he wants and I end up having an argument with him well not an argument he basically smashed me I ended up smashing him back and then he like elbowed me across the face and then I was running around the pitch, running after him, basically. So in the end, we had that to stop it. and Could put you us not on. catch him? I couldn't catch him. He's quite quick. He had a five-yard head start. <laughs> and we got put on the same team. And then it went into the dressing rooms and things were said and it carried on. But I kind of washed my hands of him because of what had happened and the way his attitude was. After that day, I just never really gave him much attention. If I was going to part, if we were in a game and he was there to be passed, I'd pass him the ball. But I don't think it would ever affect the team. That was the Liquid Football team. Uh, Kelly Cates and the boys, of course, here every Monday. And don't forget House of Rugby with James Haskell every Wednesday and TKO with Carl Frampton every Thursday. We've got you covered here on Joe. There's loads going on. (laughs) Uh, This is Swanee's Cricket Show here on Joe together with Rubicon. I'm Nick Bright. And with me, the former England opener, Nick Compton, is looking after things with Graham Swan. Cleaning his glasses as well. Come on, Nick. Um, Graham Swan's in the West Indies. That's why you're here, by the way. I should say that. He's sunning it up. Yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers for that. You know what I mean? You, you just have a good time. I'm actually, I'm actually going there tomorrow, so I can't say anything. <laughs> when, when am I going? Everyone's in the West Indies. Oh, bloody, hopefully you can fly over that hurricane and you don't get any I know, it's touch and go, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting updates lively. It, it is a, I mean, it's going to be massive. I mean, it's coming over the whole of Miami. Let's hope it doesn't hit Swanee, of course. We don't want to we don't interrupt his tanning, do we? <laughs> Right, should we get a guest on? Let's Come on, mate, on. let's do it. Should we get a guest on? Come on, you can do better than that. Right, our guest this week uh, is a former member of Blazing Squad, a star oh. of Love Island, and he's a long-time cricket fan. Give it up for Marcel Somerville! Come on, Marcel. You're right. Good to see you. What's going on? How are you, mate? I'm not too bad, fella. I'm not too bad, Have you been enjoying the Ashes? Do you know what? Like, last week I was in I was in Cyprus, but I was keeping up, keeping updated on the... On the win, do you yeah, know what I mean? So, the yeah. big W. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, so you were in Cyprus whilst yeah. Ben Stokes was doing the business. While he, while he was doing his thing, I was at my friend's wedding. But like, what, a little sneaky peek to the, into the toilet just to have a no, quick look. Like, like, yeah. we, like we had it set up. Did set you? Up, yeah. 
Don't tell, are they going to be seeing? They're going to be seeing this, isn't it? I was I wasn't watching the cricket during your wedding. I promise you. <laughs> I was talking to I a mate you. about this yesterday. Um, if there's a big sporting event happening um, and it's your wedding, do you just allow everyone to watch it? Do you think your mate would get the ump if he found out you were watching it? Do you know what though? Do you know what? I don't think I'd plan my wedding during like a World Cup final. You know what I mean? Well, you, would, no. you wouldn't do it. It doesn't make sense. It's like, <laughs> error. No one thought England would get to the final, yeah, that's why. Right. <laughs> I tell you, if there was a big sporting event during my wedding, I'd just tell everyone we're watching it. Yeah, like, 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 like pause, pause it, big screen, everyone can watch do. it. And then winning <laughs> <my> <laughs> <day>. <laughs> Why not? Just come on, faster, Vicar, faster. <laughs> ben Stokes, is he the best cricketer of a generation? I feel the youngsters will know the name Ben Stokes because of all the, all the things that he's been pulling off. Like, like the one the one arm catch was oh. like... Mm. We just need to get him on Love Island, don't we? I mean, imagine if we if were in love, he'd be a sort like, of national, more than a national yeah. hero, I'm he? sure his other half would have something yeah. to say about it. <laughs> 100%. Babes, we're getting a divorce. I'm going on Love Island. No, <laughs> mate, he's, 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 I, think, I think he's definitely, like, the number one cricketer right now. The only downside for me, personally, is that um, this week he announced that he's a Tottenham Hotspur fan. I know, I saw Did that. Did you see that? Oh, God. Yeah. I retract my, 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 my previous <laughs> comment. Not on it. Uh, so, Marcel thinks that Ben Stokes uh, is one of the greatest uh, cricketers of a generation, but what about the greatest player of them all? Who does Sir Viv Richards think is the best English cricketer of a generation? It's a good opportunity to say uh, Graham Swan is one of my favourite oh people. It's not a bad bowler himself, is he? The, the greatest bowler ever, do you reckon? Yes, uh, I, I'll put him oh, yeah. in category of uh, much better than a pad poker for England. Thanks, man. <laughs> Surely it's outrageous, yeah, isn't it? Beauty. You saw the handshake underneath. He was passing yeah. me. He was passing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure if you if you saw that again and you look to the side of the video, there's like seven pina coladas <laughs> there as well. Swanee's just living it up. I'd love to have seen Swanee bowling at Viv, though. I can tell you. What, to get slapped away? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just boof. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about Love Island. Before I ask you about it, Marcel, yeah. as the person that's been on it, Nick, would you ever... Consider going Absolutely. On I considered going on The Bachelor many years ago, but I had to turn them down. That's sort of small problem of playing cricket for England. So I, I don't know. I sort of I waited up. Maybe it was the one big mistake I made. You know what I mean? I, I think I feel like I feel like you'd clean up on there. Do you reckon? Hundred yeah, yeah. <laughs> percent. Tell me more about that. Yeah, really yeah. interested about <laughs> confidence, mate. What's, confidence. Honestly, what's the villa like though? I'm, you know I'm interested. The villa is. Mentally in the villa, the villa is like it's, it's a very daunting place to be. But at the same time, you're surrounded by girls in bikinis, so it kind of it kind of balances balances out. The more the more weeks you're in there, the more the more relaxed you become around girls in bikinis. God, sounds like paradise. <laughs> it's, it's a dream. It's sounds a dream. like being in the Caribbean commentating. Man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's very similar. Very similar. Well, let's try and steer this back to a bit of cricket. Uh, Marcel, did you ever play cricket as a youngster? Do you know what? Like, I used to play cricket like at school, and then like I kind of went into a thing, man. I kind of got more into football. But recently, I played in a celebrity cricket match, and I was I was playing with like Phil Tufnell and all of them. Like, this is geezer. And literally, like. I felt so... I was out of my depth. Like, I was literally, like, I was on the field. There's nowhere to hide on a cricket <laughs> field, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, Marsh, you stand there. And, like, literally, like, there was no balls coming my way. And then, all of a sudden, this ball was coming. And I was like, oh, my God, it's my time. It's my time. And as I went you like that, I went, it, like, I went boom like that. And, like, it literally went boom. Through. Then bounced out of my oh, hands. And I was like... Oh, no. And, and everyone looked Mate. at me. I was like, yo, this is me. I'm done. I'm gonna, can I go? Can, can I, I dig go? a hole? Can I, I dig a hole? Did, like, did they have you filled in in the deep then? Were you, like, you know, far No, out? I went in deep. I was, it was like, you know where the... Like, so you know where the wickets are, right? Yeah. I was to the left. Like, you were in the slips. And I was in the slips. They had you in the slips? Yeah. 
It was mad. And, he, and you dropped to... It came over. Like, it was my own... It was the only thing that I had to do the whole match. It was your big time, man. My big shot. And literally, my mum was watching at home. My dad was like, I'm ashamed. How did you get on with the bat? <sighs> so... you're sitting next to, you know, I, I, a proper batsman yeah, here, on, you know. Show me. What does your grip look like? Show me how you hold the bat. There you go. It's one of these. Oh, that's pretty good, isn't it? You know, hey? it's one of those. Are you I mean, you're that? kind of out in the shop, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that looks good. I like it. Yeah, like, I like, like it. I know the techniques, but it's, it's just putting them into action, which I'm a bit, like, a bit shaky. Well, we'll see you on the Batfast machine in a bit anyway to see what you've really got, because you could just be lying to us. I could be, I could be blagging it, but I'll show you some skills. Did the Blazing Squad have a team? I mean, there's enough of you, you know, there to, was, to there have was, a team, surely. There was enough of us to have a team, but like, I, think we, I think it was one player short. Just get the manager in. Yeah, I don't think he would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hop and cricket, not the most natural of bedfellows. So, kind of, how? Why are you a cricket fan, or why? Why did you like cricket? Do you know up? what? I think growing up, because my dad's from Jamaica, my, and my my mum's from Barbados, and my granddad was was fully into his cricket as well. Like, so, like growing up, you used to watch. Hmm. I grew up in the era when the West the Indies were West like Indians. the best team, like Brian Lara and all that. And it's like. Growing up at that at that age, cricket was very much because Brian Lara had his had his game and all that kind of stuff. You kind of like was very pushed well, onto you. Brian as, Lara as, as, was as my hero as well. Massive hero. Yeah, you know he was mean? legend. He was a wicked, wicked batsman. So I think having like the star batsman coming from like where your family's from and all that kind of stuff, you're kind of like yeah, like you kind of get involved in it, innit? it. So that's kind of what made me really, really enjoy cricket from a young age. We spoke about the kind of momentum, because I'm trying to bring it back to the next Ashes yeah. game, Old Trafford. The pendulum's probably swung towards England after mm. what happened. But what about Ben Stokes? Because he had an innings of a lifetime. Is there going to be so much pressure on him now, just just naturally from the, the public, expecting so much expectancy on Ben Stokes to deliver something special again? Yeah, it's a huge point. I, I think when you have that sort of success, not that I had World Cup success and won an Ashes series in the same year. I mean, the guy's done something that most players dream about, mm. and he's done two of them in the space of a couple of months. So, I mean, it's the sort of period that he's had. I mean emotionally I think he'll be quite tired and quite exhausted I think the way that he manages himself through this week in terms of media profile I'm sure his agents are doing the right thing in terms of just saying right stay focused we've still got two huge test matches to go and Ben seems like that type of guy now the the cricketer he's transformed into is a very professional team man he's vice captain so I think he'll be very focused on it I don't think it'll affect him as much as you think but we need him to come up with some more good performances has he got it in I hope so what's Ben Stokes the man like because you know we've seen him as the this amazing cricketer who can, you know, take bowling attacks apart. But what is he like as a man off the field? Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, well, a year ago, Ben could have spent some time in jail. Mm-hmm. He's not gone from there to being a, a sort of absolute legend in this country. And I think the way he's turned that around, I mean, says so much about his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I played with him in that South African series, I mean, um, he got the 250 in South Africa. I think I got 46 or something and hit a long hop to square leg. It felt like I got naught because I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is the best wicket I've ever batted on. He came out and just destroyed it and I think it was then where I saw Ben the professional you know he was he's from north he's, he's got kind of a, a big personality on the field but actually he studied his game he spent hours working out the bowling and the opposition so that really sort of really hit home at me when I when I saw him doing that and he's quite quiet he's not as loud and gregarious as you think he is he's quite quiet he's quite studied but he's got a good sense of humor he's a great bloke so he's not like Swanee then no he's, uh, <laughs> he's a lot funnier <laughs> both from 81 flint off 05 stokes Swanee 2000 yeah it's um i mean they're three big big players very similar in terms of personality like i mean stokes loves the ball in the sand. and i thought actually no one's spoken about it but 
His bowling performance in the last Test match, for me, the captain needed someone to stand up and gave the ball to Stokes here. And I mean, his bowling's been a bit hot and cold recently, but my word, did he get England back into that game. Right, speaking of Stokes, actually, let's get back to the West Indies to see who the former Indian Test star, AJ Jadeja, uh, thinks is the best England player of a generation. Hopefully, the production team will have sorted out the Graham Swan-related glitch. <laughs> Come on. My favourite cricketer, all-time favourite cricketer, is Graham Swan, no. the greatest <laughs> batsman that I've ever seen. No, off-spinner as well. Good boy. That's Good boy. boy. Standing fielder in the outfield. I forget about cricket. He's the greatest Englishman I've ever met. He's the happy lad. So it's really backfiring. Come <laughs> on. Embarrassing. Is, is embarrassing. Oh, truly embarrassing. <laughs> I thought like that was scripted, personally. I mean, <laughs> what? His, at least his pockets are lighter. His whole fee, do you know what I mean? That he's been paid for this commentating in the West Indies. He's probably spent on yeah, getting you know, compliments <laughs> and all sorts. Uh, right, let's get back to reality then. Rocket's here, everyone. Come Rocket on, Rocket! It's been a while, Rocket. I don't, I don't know where while. you've been. You've been busy uh, hanging out with the Impractical Jokers yeah. and all the rest of it in America. <laughs> um, but you're here to do a, a minute with Marcel. Yes, a minute with Marcel, right? You ready right, for this? Let's go, let's 60 go. seconds. OK, your time starts now. Cricket. Batsman. Best ever cricketer. Brian Lara. Favourite cricket moment? England winning the World Cup. Football team? Arsenal. Film? The Dark Knight. TV programme? Game of Thrones. Ooh, Music? Yeah. Hip-hop. Cartoon? Ooh, Tom and Jerry. Nice. Best feature? My smile. <laughs> <laughs> Worst feature? Oh, my calves. I've got really skinny, skinny legs. <laughs> Animal? Dog. Car? Mercedes. Holiday destination? Barbados. Scared of? Nuns. Dislike? Nuns? <laughs> Have you watched The Conjuring? Dislike? Slugs. Food? Coleslaw. Dessert? Cake. Party trick? I don't really have one. Strength? Making music. Ten seconds. Weakness? Uh, cake. Love Island. I should have won it. Blazing Squad. <laughs> Best band ever. Free. And that Six. is. Oh, oh, come come on. Legend, buddy. Come on. Legend. Come on. Nice one, Rocket. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Nuns. Nuns. Yeah. Look, yeah. There's this film called The Conjuring, and there's a nun in it, and like I watched it, and for like it must have been like three weeks afterwards, I was seeing her in the corner of my room. It was, it was weird. I was like, I was like, no, I can't go to sleep. Don't watch that film. I watched The Exorcist when I was young, and I promise you, I've never slept well since. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, they have that effect. Like the people that make them film are crazy. Can't go to sleep. Uh, can't go to church either. Yeah, do you know really? what I mean? Coleslaw as well. Cold, well, you don't like coleslaw? No. What? No. Weird. Weird. I mean, I would have thought Strange. burger or steak yeah. or no. something like that. Coleslaw, like, as long as as long as it's a good coleslaw, I love it. Which you can just like spoon a whole tub of it. Spoon a whole tub. Oh mate, that is <laughs> grim. That Crazy. is absolutely gruesome. Uh, right, fourth test. The return. The return, the return. of Steve so- Smith. <laughs> That's going to be sounds like the Conjuring. I mean, that, <laughs> well, it's going to be scary for England. To be fair, it's ominous. The guy's an absolute legend. I mean, statistics. I mean, greatest since Don Bradman. The great Don, 99.94, whatever he averaged. I mean, England have got to come up with a way to get him out. Yeah. Like, great Joffre Archer. There's been a bit of banter between the two of them, hasn't mm-hmm, there? Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve's saying, oh, you know, Joffre hasn't actually got me out yet. He's hit me in the head and, you know, I've had to <laughs> miss a game because of it. But he hasn't got me out. And Joffre said, mate, you went on the pitch long enough. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at this test match as being billed as the Archer-Smith kind of rival. I'm looking forward to it. Who's the favourite for this fourth test? 
I think everyone in this country will say England, and I think as a fan, we're all behind yeah. England now. Everything's like, no one can wait for this game. But I think if you look at the actual teams and you look at the fact that Australia probably have been a dominant team, I kind of think it balances out. I still think Australia, with Justin Langer as their coach, I mean, if he stops getting them taking their shoes off and doing yoga sessions before each game, you know, <laughs> we might have, you know, Australia want to get some of that aggression back. But I still think it's. It's ours to win. I mean, especially with what happened. But Australia are a strong team. Don't count them out just to, because of what happened yeah. in the last game. Marcel, can England do it? Of course we can. Come on, come on, England. Come on. Come There's on. no doubt about it. Right, enough talking. I think it's time for you two to face some cricket balls. Oh, yes, come on, come right. on. Let's get out to bat first. Come on, yeah, come on, Marcel. I'm ready. Marcel, here's the bat, buddy. Well, I'm going first, mate. I think you have to, don't you? Yeah. Right, so we're out in the backfast area then, and what's going to happen this week is something a little different. The guys are going to try and replicate. You can see Marcel practicing it behind me. The guys are going to try and replicate Ben Stokes' baseball shot. Amazing baseball shot that went for six. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right not that confident yeah, so that I'm they're going to be able to do it. I'm not going to lie. Like Marcel, even the way he's holding the bat is looking a bit suspect. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I've got this. Right, I reckon Wait, I should so get out of the way and let this yeah. happen. Yeah, so you've got a bat right-handed. No, but then by but, but any means I've got to swing yeah, my left. You it's got, no, it's no, got to look even it. worse. You just got like this and then go. That's going to that's yeah, be even worse. You'll be good. Are you sure? Right, Marcel, you're up first. Stand there and then put your other foot forward. Yeah, and then you turn the other foot, and then you, as you're going to do it, step yeah. the other foot forward. Know. Yeah, bang. He's getting a coaching session from Nick. That's Look it. at this. Fuck, where do I go here? <sighs> right. I don't know how fast these are going to come out. Ready? Crank it up. 10%, yeah? 10%. All right, All right, here we go. The machine's warming up. Marcel's come at on, the crease. Mark. Big start. No, come on, buddy. Big muscles. Ready. Get this for the, for the baseball shot. Oh! You know what, like... Almost had you. That would have been an LBW, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all the DRS. The referrals are up, mate. There's no all right. referrals. How up. did that feel? If, oh, right. Watch out, it's coming watch. again. I'm going this way. I'm going this way, guys. Here we go. LB. That's LB. You're gone. I can't tell what's going on anymore, guys. There's balls flying towards me. This is crazy. We're going to give you one more go. It comes out slower than you think, doesn't it? So try and turn quicker. Here we go. This is it. LB again. No battle ball. LB again. Whatever. You've had it. Nick, you're in, mate. No, Tim Payne's used up his referrals. There's nothing there. There you go. Right. It's Let, all gone. I want to see if a professional can get battle ball. Mate, no pressure. No pressure. Here we go. Nick Compton, former England opener. No pressure. I'm building you up a bit here. Come on then, Nick, to see what you do. Here we go. The bowler's running down. He turns. No! Oh, look at that. He's smoked it. First go as well. <laughs> that looked really easy. First go. Marcel, what are you going to say about that? Nothing. <laughs> Marcel, stop hiding. Right, here we go. Second attempt. I'm Can ashamed. It again? No, oh, he's out. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> How do you feel, Nick? Mate, I feel great. I mean, look, I hit, the, I, hit, I hit the first one. That's all that matters, you know. In cricket, you get one chance. But, uh, yeah, pretty disappointed, you know. I mean, it's definitely the machine's fault. You know? I mean, <laughs> that was quite embarrassing. I don't miss the ball. For a former England opener to go out. How fast was that? 14. Four, oh, yeah, they slowed it four, down. Four <laughs> Mate, slow, no one told me it was going to be a slow ball. What did uh, I do? You know? Classic. Do you want to redeem yourself and have one more? One more, come on. Come, come on, on right. one more. Let's see what you can do. Come on in, Nick. No pressure. He's got to add a tiger there. The Everyone will forget the about the one you smoked out the ground if you get bowled again here. Here we go. This is it. Oh! oh! Just missed the wicket. 
Oh, it's the bloody machine. That's like a Mitchell Stark Yorker. I mean, I'm <laughs> right, uh, so that's it from here in the Backfast area. We need to get back in the studio uh, for Urban Crictionary. Come on, let's do it. Let's have it. Yes. Oh, we should have stopped at the first one. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we go, let's dive into Rubicon's Urban Crictionary, a celebration of the weird and wonderful terminology used in the game. Usually, we give Swanee some cricket in terms and he comes up with a great story to match. He's not here, so what we're going to do instead is we're going to test Marcel on your cricket in knowledge. Okay. Um, we're going to put a minute on the clock and you need to tell me uh, what <coughs> each of these things mean, okay? All right, sweet. Are you ready? <coughs> See how many you can get Come right. On, you got What's a doosra? A douche right, that's when the ball... I don't have a... That's a douche right. I was, I was trying to make something... A douche right, that's when, like, that's when the two blue players go for the same ball. No, the, the ball spins in reverse to an off-break. Oh, that's yeah. What, he doesn't that's, know what an off-break yeah. is. Uh, a jaffa. A uh, jaffa, that's when... Um... It's a cake, it's... Come on! No, no, I'm, all right, a Jaffa. That's when. That's when the ball, the fielder goes to goes to catch. No, it's a, right. it's a great pitch to play on. Uh, a right. cabbage patch. It's a bad pitch to play on. Yes! Yeah. Oh, oh, come on! Yes! Come on! What's a lolly? A lolly. Um, <laughs> now I'm thinking of a dolly. Now what's a lolly? Um, a lolly is when the batsman. <laughs> it's an easy catch. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say when a batsman hits it, and it's a, it's an easy catch. Oh, for the yeah, sure you are. Sure That's you what are. I was going to say. A, a red inker. A red inker. That's basically when the the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's a not out batsman. A Dorothy Dix. Dorothy Dix. Think about a it. Six. Come on, we'll take that. Cool. An Australian term for a six. Nervous nineties. That's when you're basically you're, you're, well. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the batsman. He's like he's nearly at a century. Yeah, yeah we'll take that. You're in the right. Yeah, yeah. Cow corner. A cow corner. <laughs> <laughs> his face. His face says it. That's, that's, that's on outgrounds. That's, that's when yeah. That's when the field is in the corner and like the ball never really goes there, but it's it's the cow corner. It's all right. I mean, it's the leg side of the boundary. That's what I said. The leg side. I'm on the leg side. <laughs> a, a dibbly dobbly. A dibbly dobbly. It's like when it's it's like when he goes to catch and he's juggling it. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you're bowling, mate. It's like you're bowling. A donkey drop. A dibbly dobbly is a slow delivery. A donkey drop. Oh, Swanee. <laughs> no. I'm just saying it because he said it. That's 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 basically it. Have that Swanee. It's an even slower delivery. A dot ball. Come on, it's an easy one. A dot ball. That's when you drop the ball. No, come on, a dot ball. A it's small ball. No run scored off of the, oh, off of the delivery. Oh, a dot ball. I thought <laughs> you said something else. A rabbit. A rabbit. Um, I'm just trying to work. A bad tail ender. <laughs> a bad tail ender yeah. is a rabbit. That's what it is. Last one. Go on. And I think it's quite easy. A skyer. That's when you just like hit it into the sky and, and like no no that's when the ball's coming down from yeah. you can't see it and you're like yeah yeah we're getting yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. Nice. four out of thirteen I got four yeah four wow. out of thirteen well done mate oh, nice congratulations uh, right that is it for this week oh, thank you to Nick Compton for standing in of course for Graham Swan absolutely thank you Swanee don't bother coming back mate <laughs> I think I think you've been replaced Marcel Somerville as well yeah. come on Marcel yeah. oh, yes Big Richards Sunil Gavaska AJ Jadeja and I suppose Swanee as well, because he did do a couple of videos <laughs> for us. Uh, don't forget Liquid Football, House of Rugby and TKO. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe. Together with Rubicon.